The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to part six of On the Ledges Trailing Plants Week. Apologies for the delay on this sixth episode of the little mini-series. Life got in the way over the weekend and so I'm just catching up today. I'll bring you part six today and part seven coming up tomorrow and then episode 68 of the podcast will be coming on Friday as usual. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Advance warning though that there will be no podcast episode on Friday the 26th of October because it's half term and I have family visiting and so I'll be off enjoying myself and I'll be back the following week so hopefully you won't miss me too much. Let's crack on and talk about Sedum morganianum aka Burrow's Tail. This is not a plant that I own. I wish I did but it's just not something that's come into my possession yet emphasis on yet. But digging into the history and background and care tips for this plant, it is a really fascinating one. So it's a delight to share this information with you. Unlike some of the other plants I've profiled in this series, Burrow's Tail has only been in cultivation for, well, since 1935. You can do the maths. Um, it's a plant that grows in a particular plant of Mexico, but here's the mystery. For many, many years, nobody actually knew where this plant was growing in the wild. I located a fascinating article on Sedum morganianum by Miguel Cesaro, David Jimeno Sevilla and Amparo Alvalat Batana, and I apologise if I've mispronounced any of those names. This comes from a journal of the International Crassulaceae Network. I will put a link to it in my show notes because it really is so fascinating to find out that this plant really was a bit of a mystery for many years. So in February 2008, the authors of this piece literally stumbled across the plant growing in a ravine in central Veracruz in Mexico. Can you imagine the excitement they must have felt at having finally seen this plant in the wild? So how did it end up in cultivation in the first place? Well, the story goes that back in 1935, a botanist at Golden Gate Park, San Francisco, called Eric Walther, was travelling through Veracruz in Mexico looking for echeverias. And he came across a woman who insisted on dragging him to her father's plant nursery. There, there was the incredible sight of numerous burrows' tails hanging from around the pergola of this property. Naturally, he bought some plants and the rest is history. They started to be spread amongst botanists and beyond. And the name Morganianum comes from Dr. Meredith Morgan Sr. Now he, yes, it was a he, uh, was a grower in California and he managed to get these plants to flower and thus identify the species. If you check out this article that I've found, you'll find a beautiful picture of the nursery where these initial plants were found and it's literally covered in Sedum Morganianum. 
So do go and look at that. If you're interested in the background and history of your succulent plants, then this is a fantastic resource to take a look at. And it illustrates yet again how sometimes the history of our plants and the route they take to get into cultivation is, is just as fascinating as the plants themselves. Burrow's tail, named not surprisingly for the fact that it looks a bit like a donkey's tail when it's hanging down and those pendant stems can reach up to a metre long, are very prone to losing its fleshy leaves. So this is the first peril if you're growing this plant. It will lose leaves just by physical damage. If you overwater, you can end up with a very, very sparse donkey's tail. But if you do manage to get those stems really long and luscious, then bear in mind this is a heavy old plant you will need a substantial pot to secure it in because those stems get very very weighty it is a plant that looks beautiful in a hanging basket you can also grow it in one of those head pots that are so popular now and it gives a medusa like look which is rather appealing care tip wise well i would treat it pretty much like you treat the string of pearls that we looked at earlier in this mini series plenty of bright light lots of sun but if you're going to expose it to lots of sun make sure that's done gradually and in fact many growers report that this plant isn't one that likes quite the same degree of blaring light as other succulents bear in mind this grows in ravines in mexico so it's not going to be in full sun all the time in its natural home if you're going to protect it from the sun the best time to offer that protection is during the strong afternoon sun which tends to be the stuff that will cause your plant to get sunburnt one of the great qualities of this plant is just how easy it is to propagate. So like many other succulents, a single leaf plucked from your burrow's tail will produce a whole new plant. Just let it callous over somewhere on a plate or on a windowsill for a couple of weeks and then plant it into some gritty cactus compost, which is slightly moist and a new plant will grow soon enough. If you do prefer to get things moving a bit more quickly, then stem cuttings will take equally as well. If you get yours to flower, the flowers are a beautiful pinky red colour and rather lovely. Although from all accounts, it's not a plant that blooms luxuriously every five minutes. So don't feel bad if yours hasn't flowered yet. Watering wise, well, you know the drill by now. This kind of succulent will be better off if it isn't overwatered, particularly in winter. And make sure that you feed with a half or quarter strength fertiliser during the growing season. Bear in mind, it's got quite a shallow root system because of growing in ravines. You could imagine there's not a great deal of soil around, so it won't need a massive amount of repotting. It will be quite happy in the same pot for a few seasons, provided you do that fertilisation once every while. Just remember to place it somewhere where it's not going to get knocked a lot because you will lose a lot of leaves that way. Well, I'd love to see your sedum organianum plants. I bet some of you have got some stunning specimens or maybe some of you have got the tiniest, tiniest ones we could possibly imagine. Either way, I'd love to see some photos. So do hit me up at at Jane Perone or on the ledge podcast at gmail.com or join the Facebook group Houseplant Fans of On The Ledge to share your photos there. I'll be back tomorrow with the final part in this mini-series on Epiphyllum anguliger, or the fishbone cactus. See you then. Bye! The music you heard in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by the Joy Drops licensed under Creative Commons. See my website for details.